Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. On this podcast, we talk about lasting healing from divorce, trauma, and loss through Jesus Christ, because healing and true redemption have already been extended by a good God. Sometimes he's inviting us to partner with him and receive that healing for ourselves. My name is Ellie Hope Collins, and I'm the host of this podcast, founder of HopeReclaimedMinistries.com, and a coach for individuals healing from divorce, trauma, and loss. In 2016, I discovered my ex-husband's long-term affair, and I was totally broken. Although I was desperate for a restored marriage, that's not what happened. But it wasn't until I chose to go back to every restaurant, listen to every song, and relive every memory that reminded me of my marriage and truly surrender everything to God that I really began to live a reclaimed life. And I'm now on a mission to help men and women just like you see true and lasting healing through Jesus. Whether you're experiencing the painful effects of divorce, grieving the death of a spouse, or beginning to accept the loss of a dream, you're in the right place. Complete healing and restoration is possible. Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Ellie Hope Collins here. I am excited to get into this episode with Diane Antley today. She is a forgiveness coach and consultant with A New You Clarified, a coaching and consulting firm designed to support divorced Christian women in their journey of reclaiming their power by forgiving and releasing. I love it when anyone talks about reclaiming. I really do. So Diane's story is all about forgiveness and what that looked like for her and how she now encourages and supports other women in their process of forgiveness. So I'm excited to get into this episode today with Diane Antley, and I hope that it encourages you to continue to process your own story of forgiveness, whatever that looks like. And if you're needing help and encouragement in that area, I do hope that you can find that through coaches like myself or Diane. Be encouraged, everyone. Hi there, Diane. Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yes. It is just a pleasure to um, be talking to you again. It was a, such a joy to be on your show. What is the, what's the, the show that you have on um, social media and things? Getting real and raw about divorce. Yeah. And we got real and raw in that oh, interview. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. was so fun. I just, I just love that you are taking, taking this, this, you know, your call and what has happened to you. You're taking that and using that to bless and encourage other women who are healing and other people too, because it's not just people who've gone through divorce, but thank you for, um, just for doing that, but we're getting ahead a little bit. <laughs> I would love for you to, um, to share with my listeners a little bit about yourself. What fills your days? What do you do for fun? Um, and where are you, where, where do you live? Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. My name is Diane Antley. I am a forgiveness coach. Actually, I help divorced Christian women reclaim their power through forgiving and releasing. And the reason why I do that is because there is no releasing without forgiveness. They go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. I'm actually in the Poconos area of Pennsylvania, where right now, if I were to look to my left, I would see it still snowing because it's still snowing outside, (laughs) but it's okay. (laughs) It's perfectly okay. As far as hobbies are concerned, I just like to cuddle down and settle down and just push everything to the side, all the world Mm -hmm. stuff and either watch a great movie or catch up on some television, you know, just Mm -hmm. those little simple things that we tend to forget about because we're so caught up in our own races and the things of the day. I yeah. love to do that. Maybe enjoying a nice glass of wine, a little bit mm. of music, just, you know, those simple Winding little down. things. 
Yes, absolutely, absolutely. It sounds like <laughs> it sounds like the like 2020 hasn't really, or maybe it has, but has it really kind of come in come in the way of some of these um, ways that you've winded down? <laughs> <laughs> in a sense, it has because yeah. in 2019, you know, I was going out more, of course, as we all yeah. were, right? Yeah, just definitely. going out, enjoying the weather, catching fresh air, spending time with family and friends. Yeah, and of course, 2020 showed us that we had mm-hmm. to find other ways to do that. But yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I love. You know, sometimes we just, especially in the winter, need to just turn on a movie <laughs> and, yeah. and cuddle couch with, you know, a glass of wine or a cup of tea and just, just get cozy. That's really fun. Absolutely. It's two of my favorite <laughs> things, wine and tea. Yes. I yeah. love me a nice <laughs> glass of ginger tea or something like that. Well, yep. I'm a, co- I'm a coffee drinker mainly, but I okay. cannot drink coffee in the, like in the evening. I can't do it. So I just won't sleep. I used to be able to, but in my old age, I haven't, that hasn't done me well. So, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, um, yeah, I haven't been to the, I haven't really spent any time in Pennsylvania, surprisingly, but I hear that it's beautiful. It is. Fall is my favorite season. Oh, I yes. love the whole idea of the changing of the leaves mm-hmm. and changing of the seasons. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's definitely four seasons here in Minnesota, but the primary season is winter for sure. So oh. you're, so you're saying it's snowing outside and I'm, I'm looking outside and it's, it's zero. Like it's actually zero. We're in the middle of a very cold snap. So it's yeah. Very cold. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I would prefer to have snow over what we're experiencing right now. So I'm hunkered. I'm hunkered in the, in indoors currently, but yeah. Well, anyway, um, that aside, I would love for you to dive in and just share your story of healing. What has led you to, to begin to be a forgiveness coach? Well, definitely what uh, had me begin to be a forgiveness coach, and it's very ironic because when I first started on this journey, I considered myself a life coach. Mm -hmm. And just talking to another coach herself, she said, well, you might want to really hone in on where exactly God has uh, delivered you from. Yeah. And that stuck with me for a moment because I'm like, okay, well, God knows that I'm speaking to these divorced Christian women and he knows I'm doing this because of my own divorce that I went through and all of the other things that came from my divorce with the double bankruptcy and the foreclosure Mm -hmm. and just trying to pick myself back up. But there was one key ingredient that I would talk about, but not really hone in on. And that's forgiveness. Yeah. And so once that clicked in my head, I said, oh my goodness, that's correct. God has used all the experiences that I've gone through and giving me different ways and different tests, if you will, for me to have to be able to forgive, not just forgiving the other people, not just forgiving the other circumstances, but forgiving myself. Hmm. And I thought, okay, that's it. That is it. And so just to go a little background on myself, again, I went through my own divorce Um, I woke up one morning and things just weren't working out the way that we had both hoped that they would work out. And it ended up with me getting a divorce, which snowballed into me having to file for bankruptcy, which snowballed into me having to make a decision to walk away from my house before the sheriff came to kick me out of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And by the time I went through all of that, once all of that smoke cleared, I felt so defeated. Hmm. I felt as if, okay. 
I ended up what I thought was having everything that I wanted. And I went from that feeling to feeling like, oh my goodness, I've been stripped away of everything that I had. There was nothing left. But wow. little did I know, again, I was forgetting a very key ingredient. I really had much more than I thought I had at that specific moment because God was still there. And that's he always is, right? Things. Yeah, He's always there. <laughs> And we need to definitely take the time to remember that, especially when we're going through stuff, not necessarily waiting until the end of it to acknowledge him. Mm -hmm. And he came in a period in my life where he reminded me, like, I'm still here. And I needed to hear that. I needed to definitely understand that. And I needed to give myself permission to feel the fact that he's still with me. Because, you know, when you're going through different things, Ellie, and I know, I know that you can definitely attest to it, when you're in the middle of going through different things, you're feeling all these other emotions, right? Yeah. You're feeling all the anger and the hurt and the resentment and everything, not really taking a moment to just be still. God can go, okay, I'm still with you. Yeah. Oh, I that's am still so with true. you through all of this. And once I allowed myself to be reminded of the fact I'm like okay God is still here he didn't go anywhere I'm the one that moved both physically and figuratively I'm the one that left I'm the one that did what I did so I had to make sure that I continued to be under his graces be under Mm. his presence so that he can continue to move in my life so I can definitely heal from the divorce heal from the disease heal from the foreclosure not just in the the earthly sense, right? Getting the support you need, getting a place to live and getting my finances together. Of course, those things are needed, but I also needed the spiritual healing as well. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people think that, oh, when, when the divorce is filed or when all these pieces are in place, then I can, then I'll experience the freedom, then I'll experience healing. And that's just not true. You know, we need to, we need to do that work. The Lord, the Lord wants to partner with us in that work in our soul to continue to bring us to that healing. But it doesn't just happen when we sign the papers or mm-hmm. when we finally have the, the, the place to live or, or anything like that. That's such an important point. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if we just, you know, as we're going through our journey, if we just do what we can to remember that, remember every step that we take, even from when you are first going into your attorney's office or just going to speak to your pastor or whatever, from that moment, take God with you. Definitely take him with you. It's not going to be a situation necessarily where God God will be there to try to talk you out of it. Maybe it's a situation where he's just sitting there like, okay, let me tell you what to say, what to do, and Mm -hmm. how to feel in this moment. Because how many horror stories have we heard? Mm -hmm. You may have couples who are going in and having these conversations. A lot of animosity and anger is just being thrown back and forth because we're not really taking a moment just to sit in the situation and go, okay, this is what's happening. This is what we want to do. How do we get through this? Yeah, that's that's so so important. I'm I'm interested to hear what was the thing for you that that made you realize that forgiveness was the key part of the healing. Wow. For me, that thing was the fact that I wasn't connecting with people properly. Mm. 
Interesting. Right coming out of my my relationship, um, just trying to heal, if you will, but just trying to connect with other people, just whether it's girlfriends or, you know, you're going to work and co-workers and the supervisor and just trying to connect and trying to reconvene your life with other people. But it's not working out. I find myself being just being more angry, you know, than usual and just being hurt, just crying at the drop of a dime Mm. and just having all these other emotions. And little do I know it's because I was still walking out with all that baggage and all of that stuff. So it has to get to a point where you have to just basically allow yourself to number one, feel the feels, as they say, go through the emotions and everything, but do it because you want to heal from it, not because you Mm -hmm. want it to be your new normal, because God still wants us to communicate with people. Yes. And we can't, we can't do that if we're all over the place. Yeah. It's so interesting that for you, that forgiveness piece, maybe it was, you know, partially forgiving the people around you for maybe the way that they were treating you in the divorce or whatever it could be. But, but most likely it was about forgiving that person that hurt you. It was more about probably forgiving your ex-husband. And that's so interesting that forgiveness towards somebody else can have such a ripple effect in affecting the relationships of people that aren't even connected to that relationship. It's, it just means disconnect in every relationship when we're holding that unforgiveness. Absolutely. And and the disconnect is so evident. Yeah. Even something as simple as you trying to say good morning to someone or having a simple conversation, a person can feel your energy. So Hmm. they know that the energy is not right in that good morning. And then they can tell something is going on, something's wrong. You may not be able to see it or acknowledge it initially because it's coming from you, but just looking at other people and how they're receiving it. And it's like, okay, all right, something's not Something right here. Off here. Something yeah. is definitely off. There's definitely a connection. Yeah. In, you know, the forgiveness piece and just being able to forgive those people who have done mm-hmm. you wrong so that as you're interacting with other people, people can feel like, okay, she's good, she's okay. Mm-hmm. And you'll know it too. You'll know it too in how you're yeah. interacting and how you're dealing with people. That's so good. So so you noticed that and you were like, okay, something's off here something's off with other relationships. I need to start stepping out into forgiveness. Can you talk about what that, what that was for you? Oh, absolutely. Um, in the midst of me going through my divorce, when I was definitely separated and was just getting ready to file for divorce, um, I attempted to go into a relationship with another individual. Now we know what the Bible says about that. So I was wrong coming out the gate, but I guess God needed me to see not only was I wrong in the spiritual sense, but I wasn't ready. And just because the way I was interacting with this man and how things just weren't working, I could tell that this was going to be the beginning of just a snowball of relationships Mm. not working out. And once it got to that point, you get to a point where it's like, okay, it can't be everybody. Yeah. It just, it, it can't be everybody. It may sound good to try to blame everyone else, but it can't be everybody. I'm the common denominator at this point. Ooh. So I have to really sit down and go, okay. And everybody else must be me. <laughs> I mean, that's a tough conversation to, to have. Me. 
That's a tough mm-hmm. conversation to have with yourself. Well, thank you for sharing that, that part about just getting involved too soon. I mean, this is something we talk about a lot here on this podcast and in my ministry mm-hmm. in general, um, because that's an experience that I had of getting involved in a relationship too early. And that just caused so much damage to my heart. And that was my choice. And that was, that was a step that I took because it felt like the easy out. It felt like a step towards healing, but it really, it's so, it's so deceiving, um, that it's, it's never actually a step towards healing because it's just a mask. It's just a bandaid. Um, so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And that's so interesting that that was almost a result of unforgiveness for you. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, praise God that you were able to, to surrender that and, and get out of that start creating a new narrative for yourself. Yes. Yes. And as a matter of fact, it was the other person that decided that they needed to break it off with me. And I took it how I took it because I couldn't see or understand the fact that I wasn't ready. I thought, you know, once again, what's wrong with this person? There's nothing wrong with me. So what's going on with him? (laughs) But mm -mm, mm -mm, there wasn't necessarily anything wrong as far as that was concerned. It was me. I wasn't the one who that was ready. So. Wow. Yeah. There's something so hard about seeing our part in this and, but it's such an important step. It is Mm -hmm. so, so, so important because when you're in, when you're in a situation of divorce or a bad breakup or when there's abuse and betrayal and, and even just, even just animosity in a relationship, it is so easy to point the finger and to take on this victim mentality. But what you're saying here is, you know, it's not, it's not, um, saying that this other person wasn't wrong, but it's taking part and responsibility for what you need to take responsibility for. And that is, wow, that's so hard, <laughs> but it's such an important it <laughs> step in forgiveness. My gosh. And it's such an important step in, in just continuing to heal. It's actually like setting yourself up to heal well. Absolutely. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's so good. So you're, so you're in, you got out of this relationship and then how did you really begin to see that of taking these steps and taking this ownership for your stuff? Well, I definitely needed to understand that I think that definitely needed to be done at this point. Hmm. Don't try to get into a relationship with anybody, right? <laughs> Let the dust settle on your own divorce and this is the time for you to now start beginning a relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. And so one of the first things that you have to do at that point is forgive yourself. Hmm. Forgive yourself for, well, for me, I had to forgive myself for that I reacted to certain things. A lot of the ways that I reacted to certain people while I was going through my stuff, I had to forgive myself for that. Give myself grace. Give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. Understand that everybody's timeline for healing is different. You don't have to say, I got 90 days to heal so I can move on. It may not take 90 days. It may take much longer than that, but give yourself the grace that you need and the time that you need to do the healing process. And as far as going through the actual process of healing, Definitely don't try to do it without God. (laughs) It won't work. 
it won't work. I know I'm trying to save somebody here because you think you have all of the answers and like, you know, I read the Bible and I know what it says. So I'm good. I'm just going to go ahead. That's fine. But take God with you. Yes, definitely take him with you and continue to talk with him as he walks you through the healing process. Mm. And so so I I just had to, I had to do it. I I couldn't stay in the same situation with the same mental predicament that I was Mm -hmm. in. I definitely had to get the healing done. That's so good. How did you hold on to hope for your future when you had did the disappointment of your divorce, the disappointment of this, the relationship that didn't work out and probably other disappointments as well. How did you hold on to hope for Diane's future? Initially I didn't. Yeah. Um, because I was in a place where I felt so low that mm. I had to be reminded by God that, that there is hope. Yeah. Because initially I, I kind of admitted I didn't have any hope. I'm like, okay, all this is going on and God, you know, about the past relationships, I'm still holding on to some of that stuff. Yeah. And just, is there any hope for me? And with a resounding yes, he reminded me that there is hope. And once he did that, I took that and basically ran with it. That's so good. I made sure that I did not put that thing down because yes, Mm. there is hope in all of us. Divorce is not the end. If anything, and I love to say this, it's just a beginning. So I was at the beginning of living the life that God actually wanted me to live in the first place. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. Yeah. Because God is always trying and encouraging us to get back to the garden, to get back to that original design for for who we are as individuals, how he's created us to be. And that yes. can happen absolutely in a restored marriage. I believe that. I believe in restoration in marriages that that when two willing parties are are going hard after God, that that healing can take place in a marriage. And if that doesn't happen, then and and if divorce is your story as it is for me and as it, as it is for you, this is a new beginning because we're being brought back to the original design of how God created us to be that, that we're, we are supposed to be bringing this hope, speaking forgiveness, speaking about reclamation to individuals. And, you know, I believe that that could have happened in our marriages. If that's what, if that's what the two willing parties are willing to do, but praise Mm -hmm. God that he doesn't waste anything. God does not waste a single thing. And you are just a testimony to that. So thank you. Seriously. That's just, that's incredible. That's so, so good. I just love the Lord for just beautiful things like that. I I would love for you to share a bit more about what forgiveness looked like for you. And Mm -hmm. even, even just some tips for, for our listeners of, of forgiveness. And how do we even take this step to begin to forgive Um, our ex or even forgive ourselves? Oh, sure. So what forgiveness looked like for me was totally being able to tell my story without any remorse, Hmm. without any negativity, doing it in a way that is very comfortable, very comforting, knowing that telling my story would be able to help somebody else. 
Uh, if you would have asked me to tell my story in the midst of what I was going through, of course, I'd have all the tears up underneath my chin. I'd be so yeah. angry and all these other things. And but there's a place for that. There's a absolutely. place to feel the feels when absolutely. we're sharing our story. Like that's an important part of the process. But yeah, that's part of the healing process. Yes. So you're absolutely right. Cry it and out, I, girl. I, you have to do that. Please yes. do that. <laughs> but now I'm in a place where yeah. I could tell that because I'm, I'm, totally forgiven, yeah. forgiven myself, forgiven him, mm-hmm. and just being able to move on. If my phone would have ring now and he would have called me for any reason, I would be able to have a comfortable conversation with him. Um, if someone yeah. was to mention his name, I wouldn't cringe or, yeah. or ask the person not to speak that person's name ever again. Yeah. So all of those little things where we think that we're okay, but then if you mention their ex-par- ex-partner's name and it's like, oh, you can tell that there's a little bit there that you still have to work on as far as healing is concerned. Yeah. So it was important for me to be able to ensure that, okay, if I heard his name again, would I be okay? Yeah. If I had to communicate with him again, would I be okay? If I saw him again, would I be okay? Right. And because I can answer yes to those questions, I know that the forgiveness and the healing is done. And, 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 so, and that doesn't happen overnight, right? Oh, that, no. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. It is definitely a process. Yeah, yeah. I did mention that a little while ago that everybody's timeline is different. And it took me some years. It yeah. did. It took me a few years before I can actually shake all of it off. And it may take mm-hmm. someone longer than that, but yeah. it's okay. It is definitely okay. It's not an overnight thing, but the goal is to grow through the journey so that you can get there because we want you to get to the point where you can be able to have those conversations if you need to, or just be able to think about the person if you had to and be okay with it. No, none of those little triggers happening. For me, I had to get rid of some uh, tangible stuff. Mm -hmm. I had to relieve myself with some tangible items that reminded me of him. That was part of my healing process. I couldn't be around those things anymore. So I got rid of them. Yeah. And that's okay if you need to. Absolutely. Because again, that is your healing process. But going back to forgiveness, what it definitely looks like for me is that, and also just, just being able to continue to grow in other relationships and just being mm-hmm. able to be, just being able to communicate properly and effectively with people, if that makes any sense. Yeah, that's really, that's just really good. It's like almost taking that focus off of what that person did, what the other person did or what we did. And start saying, I'm going to invest in these other relationships and begin to experience hope for my future that there are going to be other experiences and, and beautiful things aside from what happened. And it, it is such an important thing to point out that this doesn't, this isn't an overnight thing. <laughs> you know, I mean, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus said, you know, we, we need to forgive 70 times seven. And I think mm-hmm. that that's a lot of times just reminding us, reminding ourselves of forgiveness and that reminding ourselves that we're choosing to forgive, even if everything isn't in place, even if we're still angry, even if we're still experiencing those, those feelings, those negative emotions that we don't want to experience, but we're choosing this and we're going to keep choosing it over and over 70 times seven. (laughs) Absolutely. And not constantly holding it over the other person, what they may have done or what they may have said. And if, if all those things are difficult for the person that's listening to this podcast, one of the first things that you can do instead is just remember that God has forgiven you. Ooh, yes. He's forgiven you for everything. 
because yeah. I know he's forgiven me for a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> and then so if I ever get stuck in any way about forgiving anybody else, I love how the Holy Spirit reminds me that, remember, I've forgiven you. Yeah. And he brings and, me right back. And that's not out of condemnation, but that's just saying mm-hmm. you are in need of a savior. You need a savior. You, you are for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That is Amen. the true, that is the true thing about Ellie. And that's the true thing about Diane. And so Amen. then if we have that understanding that I am actually a sinner and I'm not just a victim in what happened, but I have a part, to, I had a part to play, then we can say, all right, well, also my ex needs that too. And, right. and I'm not, I'm not any different to, you know, to hold that over him. I can choose to release that. That's powerful, but also super hard. And so I love that you are helping women in this process by, by being a forgiveness coach and, um, and helping encourage them in, um, because man, to have somebody alongside you in this process, I do my own kind of coaching. And Mm -hmm. so it's so, it's just an amazing thing to, um, to witness that, that freedom in somebody that you're helping, um, talk a little bit about the coaching that you do and just these other things that you're, that you're, that you're doing. (laughs) Well, yeah, but with my, uh, forgiveness coaching and again, just being able to uh, walk a client through her own journey and her own process with forgiving, we always tend to start with self. I'd rather work with you from the inside out because it's so much easier for us to just sit and we can make a whole list of everybody who you're mad at at the moment. Everybody <laughs> who you feel, okay, this person needs to, uh, this person needs to apologize to me and this person did yeah. this and that. But let's start from the inside out. Why do we, why are we working on forgiveness right now? Who do you need to forgive and why? Who needs to forgive you and why? And I always, always make sure that we talk about what role my client played in it. Because mm-hmm. that's very important and yeah. it can be difficult Yeah. because we can initially say, well, I didn't do anything. He cheated on me. Okay. You're absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. And that's why you, that's why the divorce happened is because he cheated on you, but we still need to explore what led to that. What mm-hmm. were some of the things that may have been done or may have been said on your part, or even after you found out, how did you respond? Mm-hmm. How did you react to it? And the reason why I do that is because spiritually speaking, we're responsible for how we respond and how we react to everything that happens to us. God wants us to commune with each other, right? And he wants us to do it in a way that is loving and respectful in all situations. So he doesn't want us to just fly off with a handle and just start being irrational, pointing fingers and blaming, no matter how much it is that other person's fault. It's not saying that what they did was correct. Right. It's not even saying that it wasn't their fault. But we also have our role that we played as well. So it's my job to make sure that you are understanding your role that you played in it so that we can go ahead and take care of that, work on those emotions, right? And get you centered into an uh, aligned is the word that I like to use. Get yourself aligned properly so that we can go ahead and let the forgiveness and the healing start to take place. Powerful. Remembering that God cannot work and he cannot operate in areas of confusion so we that's why i like to work on the inside out first Mm -hmm. so we can get past all of that confusion let's get you centered yeah so that we can go ahead and do the work that we need to do yeah centered with 
with our spirit, soul, and body all together. That's, that's how, you know, bringing that shalom piece. Um, so that's, that's just amazing. So thank you so much for, for being here. If there's, if there's one piece of encouragement that you would like to give to listeners, maybe, maybe even if you can think of your former self when you were really going through it, what would you want to say? Ooh, three words. You can overcome. You can. It may not feel like it right now. It may not look like it right now, but you can overcome. Just remember that as you go through your journey, because it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be smooth sailing. It's not going to be that road, that I-95 that just takes you straight there without any type of construction or anything. You're going to walk. You're going to be driving through construction sites. You're going to be driving through across potholes. The journey is going to be bumpy. It is. But you can overcome. Yes. Wow. That's such, such a good reminder. Diane, if people are interested in following what you do or getting in contact with you about coaching, where can they find your, your information? Well, definitely on the social media streets. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn at Diane Antley. You can also find me on Instagram at A New You Clarify. That is the name of my coaching and consulting firm. Awesome. I love it. And all that information I'll have is will be in the show notes of this episode. So if you're interested in getting in contact with Diane, you can do that in the show notes. But Diane, I really appreciate you being here and thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your expertise and your encouragement to my listeners. I so appreciate it. It is my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I so do appreciate it. And it's just my prayer as always that anything that either I've said or you said Mm-hmm. May it have touched someone and just reach yeah. someone because if we can just reach one person, we've done our job. Absolutely. That's so true. Thank you for being here, Dan. I appreciate You're you. You're welcome.